Welcome to Unwrapped, a food service podcast by Sand and Vendo America. An honest, insightful look into the issues, challenges, and trends of our industry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unwrapped, a food service podcast brought to you by Sand and Vendo America. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show. Pleasure getting to bring you some more food and beverage industry thought leadership. As you're listening along, make sure that you're subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you're going to our website, vendoco.com. Again, vendoco.com for more information on our solutions and our services, and of course, more episodes of Unwrapped and other Sand and Vendo content. So on today's episode of the podcast, we're getting a full overview of one of Sand and Vendo's classic solutions, the glass front vendor GFV9. As a company, Sand and Vendo's varied products aim to stay ahead of the industry's vending needs. From products offered to customer experience to digital integrations and payment solutions. So how is its GFV9 doing just that? And what are today's driving forces that are impacting vending operations? Here to give us insights is Sand and Vendo's president and CEO, Mike Weiser. Mike, pleasure chatting today. How you doing? Hey, Daniel, I'm doing great, man. It's good to hear your voice again. I'm uh, glad to be back on the show and I uh, can't wait to talk about uh, glass front vending. Yes, absolutely. Pleasure getting you back on the show. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. There's plenty to unpack here, both specifically about the GFV9, but also more generally about how the GFV9 is responding to changes in the industry. Uh, so I want to start with your background, actually, which I'm not sure we've dove into completely on the podcast. So you have a long career journey in the industry and uh, joined the industry starting 24 years ago before glass front vendors were even invented. So in that time, since they've become a standard, what have been some of the main driving forces you've seen guiding the evolution of the glass front vendor as a product? Yeah, there's been so many, um, you know, different uh, driving forces that have changed the the landscape of, of cold drink beverage vending. Uh, from the advent of dollar bill acceptance to, to multi-priced machines, uh, all the way up to touchless payment systems that we see now and, and, uh, and, and consumer trends. Uh, and it's really consumer trends that, uh, that, that shape what the, the vending machine is going to be or what it's going to do and, and how it's going to interact with the consumer. Speaking of consumer, how have you seen consumer tastes and expectations change uh, even just more recently over the last several years? And how have you seen that impact vending machines? You know, over the last uh, decade, we've seen a, uh, a tremendous shift to healthier products, healthier beverages, uh, a wider variety of, uh, of products. You know, if you, uh, if you look back, Throughout um, throughout recent past, uh, you'll see that the overall product selections from from the Coca Colas and the Pepsi Colas and the the Dr Pepper Keurigs uh, have grown so much. Uh, there's there's just such a wide variety, and uh, and variety uh, is what the consumers are are really asking for. Uh, you know, in in today's beverage market. And uh, and that's uh, that's really one of the driving forces behind glass farm vending. 
it might seem like a duh statement, but I feel like integrally tied to the vending machine is consumer packaging, product marketing, and just marketing strategy in general. Obviously, with that glass front, a lot of what's going to draw people to use the vending machine is the intrigue of the product, a familiar product look. Uh, and I, I feel like that relationship is important to unpack here. So is this something that you uh, continue to see guiding how Sand and Vendo designs its products? Uh, you know, this focus on highlighting consumer packaging and marketing strategy? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's that's a great point. The uh, The beverage makers spend millions and millions of dollars, you know, um, developing different packages, different labels. Uh, you know, the, the, the best uh, example of that is the iconic uh, Coca-Cola glass bottle, right? When you see that hourglass bottle, you can just see a silhouette, a black silhouette of it, and you know exactly what product uh, is behind that, uh, that image. And everyone's always striving to, um, to develop that next package and, and attract the, uh, the consumer or draw the consumer to that package. And uh, it, uh, it always seems like the people that design the packages never think about uh, how difficult it is to dispense those packages in a vending machine. It's, uh, it's quite the task to, uh, to consistently uh, deliver that, that package from uh, inside the machine to the customer's hands uh, when you're talking about square glass bottles of Frappuccino or Tetra Pak boxes of coconut water. And, uh, and the glass farm vendor really was designed with, with that in mind. Uh, we wanted to make it as easy for the operator, uh, to dispense the widest amount of, of packages, uh, in order to satisfy that consumer, that, that locality's demand for, for different, uh, products. And, uh, and with the GF9 having 45 selections, uh, and being able to dispense everything from uh, small eight ounce cans of energy drinks to 24 ounce Tetra Pak boxes of coconut water without any type of product setup or, or changeover or extra parts. Uh, we think we've, we've done a pretty good job of, uh, of giving the operators what they're looking for in, in this design. How has your strategy uh, for cultivating that relationship between the vending machine and uh, consumer packaging and marketing changed for vending machine manufacturers as consumers lean more and more toward e-commerce for a lot of their purchasing decisions, especially since COVID? Um, well, that's that's um, uh, another good question, Daniel. You know, something we've seen since the onset of, of the pandemic uh, is the proliferation of um, cashless and and touchless vending. So we've worked with some of our partners to uh, to really make our machines more uh, accessible to to those uh, modes of, of payment and, and touchless transactions. I want to get some more context on changes in the industry as well. So I know that recently the vending machine market has been shaken up a little bit. Over the last several decades, there have really only been three real manufacturers of cold drink vending machines, and we've seen that change as of late. Can you give us an update on exactly what has changed and uh, what the impact of that has been? As, as you had said, you know, for, for a lot of years uh, in, in cold drink vending, uh, there really has only been uh, three manufacturers of, uh, of vending equipment uh, that was that was you know uh, widespread or or uh, adopted by by the bottlers that, that purchased the overwhelming majority of, of vending machines, and um, you know over the last year we've seen 
one of those companies not survive and uh, and has gone out of business. And we've seen the other company be absorbed by its sister company to um, grow efficiencies between the two. Um, so that's that's really left us uh, in a place where we know that the beverage industry is is counting on Sand and Vindo America uh, to continue to produce the the highest quality machines uh, in the market. You know, you you hear football announcers talk about a player's greatest ability is his availability. Uh, in my industry, uh, vending machine's greatest ability is its reliability. Right, a vending machine only has to do two things: it has to get a product cold, and it has to deliver it uh, from point A to point B. And the more reliable we make our equipment, uh, the um, uh, the stronger is the consumer faith in in the equipment. You've always uh, uh, heard about that one machine somewhere uh, with an out of order sign all um, all the time. And uh, one day the out of order sign is missing and you're a little hesitant to put your money in because you're not sure what's going to happen. And, uh, and so we build our quality uh, into the machine very, at the very beginning through, uh, from, from its inception. Since the market has shaken up and opened up a bit for Sand and Vendo to continue to you know, push its solutions to market, how have you seen this impact your approach to your solutions to your GFV9 specifically, or just some general strategy or uh, vision for how you think you can continue to push it to market? Well, one of the things that, that we've had to, uh, to pay very close attention to as, as demand for the GF9 has, has increased uh, is lead times on um, uh, component parts that we use, on purchase parts that we use. Uh, so we've we've really had to knuckle down and work very closely with our suppliers to uh, reduce lead times on those components and provide forecasts uh, so that we can uh, make sure that our production line is is running uh, at capacity to uh, to satisfy our, our customers' needs. All right, Mike, I want to get a little more specific now and break down exactly how the GFV9 is meeting uh, a lot of the needs and trends that we've been talking about today. So if you could, could you go ahead and break down for us some of the main features of the GFV9 and how they reflect, like I said, the needs and trends that we've been talking about today on the podcast? Absolutely. I'd love to. So a, a couple of things about the machine is uh, it's the only glass front vendor beverage machine that uh, provides for first in first out loading. Now, what that means is, is, is that the vending operator, when he's loading the machine, puts the newest product in the back so that the product is, is rotated uh, through customer purchases. And, and that's really important in a glass front vendor because with 45 selections, uh, you've got uh, products that, uh, that could, could expire. Uh, you've got products that uh, require, not require, but uh, are so much better uh, when they're fresh. And if you keep pushing that, that older product to the back of the line and it doesn't get sold, you end up with, with product waste where you've got to throw it away after it's reached its expiration date. Especially with, with so many selections uh, available in, in one machine. Uh, you know, that's when you start incorporating milks and juices and teas. And uh, it's really important that these products uh, are able to be rotated. And it's really important that the machine is designed so that it's easy for the, the route manager uh, to do that. 
uh, if it's difficult, uh, oftentimes it's, it's, uh, it's not used, not utilized. Uh, and the GF9 really uh, lends itself to first-in, first-out loading. I'll tell you another uh, uh, really neat aspect about it is inside the cabinet. So there's absolutely no uh, wires or solenoids or harnesses uh, in the shelf or um, tray mechanisms that, that bring the product forward uh, for the robotic delivery system to be able to reach in and scoop and grab that product off the shelf and, and deliver it to the customer. From an environmental standpoint, uh, the EPA getting stricter and stricter on the use of refrigerants uh, and the uh, desire to reduce the global warming potential uh, of, of vending machines. Uh, so we're very proud to offer this machine in both 134A uh, as well as R290 propane. Uh, and that's uh, going to be really important over the next uh, couple of weeks uh, as UL is rewriting its, uh, its standards, uh, removing the restrictions of where you can place vending machines with uh, propane refrigerant. So with all of those features in mind and uh, in the context of what we've been breaking down today, which industries are seeing the most holistic benefits or uh, would you say are getting the most bang for their buck from the GFV9 and why? So within the beverage industry is where we, we find the, uh, the greatest use of, of the machine. But where the uh, beverage industry is able to place these machines uh, is, is growing because of the amount of selections that, uh, that you can have in it. You know, we're, we're seeing these um, really be deployed across college campuses, uh, hospitals, uh, health and fitness is probably the latest trend. So if you go into your, uh, your, your local gym, provided that there's no, um, uh, visitation restrictions from the pandemic, you're going to see these machines in a lot of health clubs, uh, with protein powders, protein shakes, uh, because of the, uh, very forgiving delivery mechanism, uh, being able to dispense, you know, such a wide variety of packages like we talked about, uh, earlier in the show. As the GFV9 uh, has continued to evolve to meet these needs, do you have any stories of moments where the industry gave Sand and Vendo a challenge and uh, y'all responded well by adapting the GFV9 to these fresh needs? Just so we can better understand how y'all approach, you know, really strategizing around and uh, evolving your model with each new iteration. Yeah, I can tell you that the latest um, version of the GF9 has, uh, in, you know, to to accommodate the ever-changing package and the desire to have the, the highest level of efficiencies or, in other words, the greatest capacity so that you visit the machine as, as few times as possible. Uh, we've uh, made sure that this machine has the ability to manipulate the number of shelves. So while it's the GFV9, uh, which, which means nine selections across a total of five shelves, uh, you can manipulate the shelf height so that you can include additional shelves, up to two additional more for, for seven shelves, uh, or you can remove shelves for products with, uh, with, with taller heights. If we take that same energy and apply it to the future of the vendor industry, what are some ways that the GFV9 is hoping to stay resilient to any future changes to brick and mortar retail, consumer shopping habits, et cetera, et cetera? Well, as we look at brick and mortar retail, 
you still see a lot of products that require security tags or are high dollar uh, items are uh, are target of, of theft and um, uh, the the GF9 is is evolving alongside of our uh, V21i vending machine uh, which has the capability to verify uh, age and identity and by taking that technology and putting it into a GF9 uh, brick and mortar retail can uh, dispense uh, safely and securely uh, CBD products or high dollar perfumes and clones or even razors. Uh, I challenge you to uh, walk into a Walgreens uh, and buy a razor without an associate's uh, assistance. <laughs> and finally here, I also want to hear a little bit more about how Sand and Vendo as a company supports its customer base once they already have a product. So how do y'all uh, support your customer base to get the most out of their machines, whether that's maintenance, use case strategy, or otherwise? Daniel, I really want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, to touch on on our customer service and uh, our customer support because that's where I came from in the company. We talked a little bit uh, about my 24 year uh, history. Uh, I started in this company uh, as a customer service agent and worked my way up to a technical support manager. So I have both uh, dealt with with customers uh, from beginning to order entry all the way up to service and maintenance. So uh, as someone leading the, the direction of this company, uh, we understand how important it is uh, that the customer is, is satisfied with our product after the sale. So we have uh, a number of uh, field service managers and uh, regional territory managers uh, who all have years and years of experience uh, with our equipment. Uh, we provide uh, in-house training schools for uh, for our vending operators, uh, and then we have a staff of of technical support managers uh, here in Dallas uh, that can answer quick calls over the phone. Uh, you'll find our product and service manuals uh, widely available on our website, and uh, in our new technologies like the V21i. Uh, all of our uh, service manuals and programming guides are actually built into the software so you can access them there on site. Uh, and it's just so important to make sure that, uh, that you're there when your customer needs you. you know, they, they've made an investment in, in your product and, uh, and it's important to, to make sure that, that they're taken care of and, and that product provides them a return on investment. All right, Mike Weiser, that more or less wraps up my main points for the conversation today. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to unpack, whether that's anything about the GFV9 and its features, its use cases, or continued evolution for the vendor market? No, Daniel, I, I think we've uh, we've covered it all. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to answering more questions from our customers as, as they hear this podcast and uh, want to learn more about the uh, the GF9. All right, Mike Weiser, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It's been a pleasure getting your thoughts 
on the GFV9 and Sand and Vendo's approach to evolving its vending machine products. Again, we've been chatting with President and CEO of Sand and Vendo, Mike Weiser. And Mike, if folks want to find out a little bit more about the GFV9, about your solutions, uh, or anything else about Sand and Vendo, how can they get in touch? Where can they go? Uh, they can uh, jump right online to www.vendoco.com, click contact us, uh, go to your uh, Apple iTunes store or Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts and uh, make sure you, uh, you click and subscribe. Fantastic. Mike, great getting to chat again. Hope you have a great rest of your week and looking forward to speaking again soon. Daniel, it was uh, it was no Biden Trump debate, but it sure was a good time. (laughs) You can say that again. Love that. All right. Mike Weiser, appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Unwrapped, a food service podcast brought to you by Sand and Vendo America. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and going to our website, vendoco.com. Again, vendoco.com for more Sand and Vendo content and, of course, information on the GFV9 and our whole array of products. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And we'll catch you next time.